Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. (laughs) (laughs) Shalom, shalom, everybody. Guess what day it is? It's Monday, and I've been crying all weekend with my thumb in my mouth, but that's okay because it's Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller. And let's welcome my beautiful, beautiful host, the immersion Persian, Miss Roya <laughs> Mosinian. Yeah, you already got my name wrong, Stephen. What do you mean? <laughs> Persian immersion. Oh, I it's reversed okay. it. Yeah, you uh, created something uh, new. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All those tears got in your way of your brain. <laughs> Look at this on my phone. China's calling me again. It says spam risk. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> At least it warns me. Yes. Oh, so how was your uh, weekend, Roya, before we get into the show? Yeah, so my weekend was okay. I uh, had a little car accident later in the week last week, so I just really kind of laid low and recovered. And uh, yes, Are I know, okay? but I'm okay. Okay. Our listeners yes. are very concerned. I know. I know. I totaled my mom's car, which is a little bit of a bummer because we love that car. And, um, you know, but I'm okay. The other lady's okay. And uh, so I just nursed my bruises, my bumps and bruises all weekend. So it was it was a fabulous weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Said with sarcasm. And uh, how about you? How was your Shabbat? My, oh, my Shabbat. Well, thank you for asking. It yes. was filled. It was filled with tears, <laughs> <laughs> filled with uh, tear, tears for fears. <laughs> Do you remember them? That group. From yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved them. Yeah. Um, let's say <laughs> a little. Cassette right, tape. What'd you say? A cassette, tape, cassette right. tape in my car. Yeah. Shout, shout, <laughs> let it all out. I am. I'm letting it all out. I've been crying all You've weekend. Crying. Roya. Well, here's something um, funny. I had a, um, somebody I worked with, a vendor of mine back in the old days, lived next door to the main guy from Tears for Fears. Really? Yeah. That's in um, Calabasas, yes, California. I, I used to live in Calabasas, California. You did? How did I not know that about you? I moved, Because I moved to California when I started in the entertainment business. I, I knew moved. that, but I didn't know you so were I, in Calabasas. For a little bit. My parents had uh, old family friends that were that lived in Calabasas, so I stayed with them until I got Oh, that's nice. Family. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you're so worldly, Stephen. I am so worldly. <laughs> Listen, so let's say hello to our listeners. Of course, we've got the United States of China listening. We've got a good crowd. Uh, good. Israel, Egypt, the Netherlands... And guess what? Today, for those who don't live in the United States of America, today is Martin Luther King Day. And guess who's listening on this beautiful holiday? Who? Uganda. Yay. <laughs> do they celebrate Martin Luther King Day over there? Of course. They're, they? they're black, yeah. aren't they? Why wouldn't well, they? I don't know. Is it a worldwide thing or is it just here in our country? I uh, know. I think it's just in our country. I, I, I'm just being racist. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I actually believed you. <laughs> um, Uganda's listening. Guinea? Nice. Guinea? What is that? Guinea? Like guinea pig? Guinea I have pig. no idea. Have you ever heard of this country? Guinea? Guinea? I, I have. Yes. It's it's in Africa, but I couldn't tell you if it's east or west or wow. I'm not sure. My we've geography got, is rusty. We've got the African connection listening on Martin Luther King Day. I, I love it. I love it. 
we have uh, Russia listening, and oh my God, and guess what? We have India, and I have a great story that is related to India, which we'll oh, get perfect. to later in the show. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay. They knew. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we'll get right into it. Would you like to do that? Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. I, I, I've got to forget all my tears and my sorrow and my pain and uh, get right into it. So Stuff it inside. Stuff it down. I'm going to stuff it down. Oops, <laughs> I dropped my pencil. Um, okay, here we go. Now, let me ask you a question, Roya. Yes. Um, now, we all think about our death sometimes, right? Yes, yes, of course. Okay. We fear um, it. I, I've been thinking about mine all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You had a worse weekend than I did. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Listen, I, I, f- I feel like someone hit me with a car. <laughs> you might have been better off. <laughs> yeah. So I have a story here. This is so bizarre. Uh, now, do you know what this comes from? Uh, I don't know what. Oh, of course it comes from. I don't know where it comes from, the source. But here is a guy out of New York. It says it's OK. In New York OKs. So the state of New York made this legal now. New York OKs human composting law. Now, do you know what composting <gasps> is? Yes. Now, I've, real quickly to our viewers, I have a friend who has a compost in their backyard. Basically, what this is, is, and I believe this is just an excuse to throw food in their backyard. Because <laughs> you're too lazy to actually take the trash out to the curb. Exactly. This is a guy. He has a compost. He showed it to me. I'm like, you guys are just lazy. Just throw the food in the trash. Instead, they take pots of, like, vegetables and anything yes. left over and just toss it in their backyard. Uh, <laughs> so, basically... There's a guy in New York who now wants to be buried uh, in human <gasps> compost. Now, do you know what this is, Roya? Oh, so he wants his body to be composted. That's right. So let's exp- – Roya, if you know what it is, explain it to our viewers what it is. I mean so, I can explain it, but – Yeah, so ahead. composting. So our, our friend Melissa had a composter in her backyard. So basically you take all your trash, your food scrapings, um, and you put it into either like this – big tumbler machine that's in your backyard or you just throw it into a big pile and then i think you add some dirt and some right the uh, bacterias to it every once in a while and you churn it up and then it creates soil that you garden that's, with that's right so this guy howard fisher 63 years old he lives north of new york city has a wish for when he dies he wants his remains to be placed in a vessel <laughs> broken down by tiny microbes and composted into rich, fertile soil. This is uh, this is a little weird. (laughs) This is really uh, weird. He goes, uh, I don't think I want to eat from his garden. He's going to (laughs) grow peppers and and eggplants and uh, green beans with his body, his broken down body. So he goes, yeah, he goes, I'm committed to having my body composted and my family (laughs) knows that. But I would love for it to happen in New York where I live rather than shipping it myself across the country. <laughs> where is this is... legal? Where can he have Well, this so done? so right now, so New York is now the sixth state. The new the new Democratic governor, Kathy Hochul, signed mm. legislation last Saturday to legalize natural organic reduction, popularly known as human composting, making New York the sixth state. Uh, in the nation to allow this method of burial. Now, of course, there's a lot of people who are against it. I'm um, cringing, really. Uh, some certain Catholic people. Um, but basically, this is how it works. The process <laughs> goes like this, Roya. The body of the deceased is placed in a re- reusable vessel along with plant materials such as wood chips, 
alfalfa sprouts, <laughs> and straw. The organic, the organic mix creates the perfect habitat for naturally occurring microbes to do their work quickly and efficiently, breaking down the body in about a month's time. Oh, awesome. So, so for a month, microbes are eating away at your dead body slowly. That's right. That, and you That know, sounds horrible. So it says the end result is a heaping cubic yard of nutrient-dense soil, the equivalent of about 36 bags of soil that can be used to plant trees or enrich, <laughs> enrich conservation land, forests, or gardens. No, thanks. No, thanks. No, so thanks. Now, I'll go to Home Depot and buy my soil. So I was going to ask you, how do you want to be buried? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so it's funny that you asked because like a couple years ago, I saw this ad on TV where you can um, have your body cremated and then they put your ashes into this like crystal kind of globe thing and you hang it in your window and the sun shines, you know, on you and your loved one hangs it in the window. And I told my son, William, that I want that. And he got really angry at me. Wait a I guess he did. Wait, 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 hold on. You want to be cremated, and then you want to you want your ashes hanging from a window? Yeah, so the sun can shine on me, and I can look outside into the backyard all day. Your ashes? <laughs> you're not looking anywhere. I feel like it's me, though. I feel like it'll be me looking out. Let me tell you something. It ain't gonna that. be you. <laughs> I thought that was a nice way to live the rest of my hanging my from eternity. a window. Yeah. What are you, a, or, what are you a lunatic? What's wrong with you? <laughs> are all Persians as crazy as you? The commercial sucked me in. I saw a commercial for it. I thought, oh, that looks nice. Hey, do you want to be burned, burned rather up than and then hang from a window and then glow at night? <laughs> yes. Call one eight hundred. Burn me. Sold. <laughs> Sold. Roy is like, I'll do it. <laughs> yes, it's better than being in a box. Well, listen, so this is what I want to do. I kind of was thinking about this composting idea. So I was kind of thinking, well, what would I be buried with? Like, you know, here you can be buried. With, this guy's going to be buried with like alfalfa sprouts and straw. I was kind of thinking I want to be I want my dead corpse to be buried with like one of my favorite meals. I want them to dump like spaghetti and meatballs on me <laughs> with with lots of sauce, uh, a side salad with Russian dressing. And uh, and then for dessert, they can like my favorite. They can just dump scoops of chocolate ice cream on me. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some matzo in there too. And bagels. <laughs> you need bagels and whitefish in there. Oh, that's right. That's what I, I would get buried with. Bagels and whitefish. <laughs> Maybe I'll switch to that. Actually, I like that idea. All my I'll get buried in my backyard with all my favorite foods. <laughs> all right, I'm changing oh. my mind. Yeah, yeah. Because here, our our producer chimed in. Cremation is forbidden for all three <laughs> religions. I know. I know for Judaism, we don't do definitely. That I know you don't. You no. don't. Yeah, I have. I, I I don't follow any rules, so <laughs> I'm a rebel. You, you're a rebel. You want to hang from a window <laughs> in Asia, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, so I figured I want to be buried with my favorite meal. Uh, you know, I mean, you know what I like to eat. Maybe like a nice meatloaf. You know I like to eat three-course meal. I was just going to say, you need a three, four-course meal. Soup, salad, and meatloaf. <laughs> All buried with me. I know exactly. I'll take care of you. Don't worry. If you go before me, I know what to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, my God. We have 30 seconds left. 15 seconds left. All right. Uh, stick around, everybody. Lighten up on Israel News Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Lighten Up on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller with the lovely Roya Mosinian. How are you, Roya? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, let's uh, remind our listeners that here in America, it is Martin Luther King Day. So in honor of Martin Luther King Day, I went to my favorite news source, which mm-hmm. is the Black Wall Street Times. <laughs> <laughs> I love this paper because they took the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. They mixed it together and put the word black in the middle. It's genius. <laughs> it's genius. It, and, it and, really is. And the greatest thing about this paper, and I've done lots of stories from this paper in the past. Um, I, the, I love it because they're so filled with hate and anger. They hate. They <laughs> That's hate. That's why you people. love it. I love it because they hate. <laughs> they hate white people so much. <laughs> and, and 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 they're so leftist, and they just everybody's a racist. So in honor of Martin Luther King Day, oh, I went. I went. I went to my um, my favorite news source. And uh, I found a great story that they're doing, that they're running in the Black Wall Street Town. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the 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 writer, the journalist is Dion Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the title of the uh, story. Now, tell me if you ever heard of this. It says, Survivor of Tulsa Race Massacre, Hughes Van Ellis turns 102 today. Now. Did you know that there was a race massacre in Tulsa, Oklahoma? No. Okay. I don't even this... know where Tulsa, Oklahoma is. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you kidding me? No, no. In Oklahoma. I got you. <laughs> no, I never heard of this. Of course, because I said Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, my God. Roya, uh, we need to take back your – what college did you go to? <laughs> it's high school that did it to me. Oh, okay. It didn't sure. prepare me for life. But what college did you go to? You went to a good school. Where did you go? The University of South Carolina. All right. You, uh, University of South Carolina, please, can you revoke her degree? <laughs> anyway, listen to this article. As the city of Tulsa continues to defend, its, uh, to defend itself against a lawsuit seeking restitution for the century-old crime, the Tulsa race massacre survivor Hughes Van Ellis turns 102 years old. Mm. Now, this is something that happened – a century ago and he was two people, years old and these people are still trying to sue <laughs> sue the government for money it says here his nickname is uncle red <laughs> well that sounds racist right there uh, and uncle red hughes van ellis is the youngest of trio of survivors who are plaintiffs in a lawsuit against the city of tulsa oh, they're suing the city of tulsa for apparently some Any- race riot that Anything happened for a dollar. I know this happened. It says here. Uh, oh, it says here we're dealing with the same entities that bombed Greenwood 100 plus years ago that lied about the bombing. <laughs> I mean, basically, well, this happened 100 years ago. And, and there still... are attorney and, and, and there's three survivors of wow. this race riot in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and wow. they're suing they're suing the city of Tulsa and they demand restitution. <laughs> well, he he seems to have done pretty well. He's lived to 102, so he's no worse for the wear. I know. Right? It's it says here we want to make this right, attorney. <laughs> it says we want to make this right, attorney Demario Solomon uh told the Black Wall Street Times immediately after a court hearing date. 
says here, the city of Tulsa has filed multiple motions to dismiss the lawsuit. Of course. Poor poor Tulsa. Poor Tulsa. It's 100 years old and these people are getting sued. They're getting sued. I think Martin Luther King would not agree. I think he'd be like, he'd be like like that. He'd be like, let it go, man. Let it go. (laughs) Move on. You're 102. It says live the good life. It says the Oklahoma's public nuance, new nuisance law to argue the city's responsible for the harm caused by the 1921 race massacre, a crime Solomon Simmons argues has yet to be abated. So oh were a lot God. of people like gone down or something? What? I don't know. Did what you happens? ever learn this at University no, of Car- they North skipped, Carolina? They skipped that at the University of South Carolina. They In fact, when the- I was at school, the Confederate flag was still flagging, uh, flying on top of the state house in Columbia, South Carolina. And that was a huge... Um, bone of contention that was oh. always like a big deal it was a bone of contention yeah between okay. i guess black people and white people i don't know i didn't care what flow anyway. take it down leave it up i don't know you know listen black wall street times don't just it's 100 years old the guy's 102 all the three survivors are over 100 the other survivor was 108 These oh people wow are nice i know yeah. so it's like let you, it go let let it go. Let it go. Let it go. You got a bunch of Johnny Cochran's over there. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Let it go, Wall Street Times, Black Wall Street Times. <laughs> anyway, do you have a story for Martin Luther King Day, Roya, that you'd like to share? I have I have a bit of a funny story. Um okay. so um yeah, apparently in December of 2020, uh, the city of Boston, which is in Massachusetts here in uh, the United States, they removed the Emancipation Memorial, which had been displayed since 1879, because suddenly the site of Abraham Lincoln was offensive, because I guess he was a former slave owner, even though... Abraham Lincoln, didn't he free the slaves? Yes, exactly. But uh, apparently the sight of him was so offensive in Boston that they had to remove this memorial to Abraham Lincoln. Um, The article says uh, about 12,000 people signed a petition to have the statue removed. So I looked up the population of Boston, Massachusetts, and it's about 700,000. So 12,000 of those people didn't approve of the statue, so they took it down. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Seems silly. So, uh, so, 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 in that, in place of that, here's here's the article I found. They they resurrected a new statue. So, Boston, city of Boston, unveils its bronze sculpture honoring Martin Luther King, and people have questions. So, this sounds like a great thing, right? Okay, so we'll put up a a nice bronze statue of Mm. Martin Luther King. Great. Um, Well, unfortunately, whoever came up with the design might need to get fired because <laughs> if you look at so the the bronze statue is called the embrace and if you look at it from one angle it um looks like the embrace of martin luther king and his wife when he won the nobel peace prize uh, i guess back in the 60s and it's a beautiful picture there's a photograph of it and they're smiling and and there's an embrace they're hugging each other and it's beautiful well whoever designed this sculpture took off the heads so there's no heads. It's just the arms of the embrace. And from several different angles, it looks very phallic. <laughs> <laughs> like really, really bad. So our listeners need to get on the Internet and search this sculpture. It's, it's like really offensive. It's really un- bad. 
I don't understand. Why would they chop off the head of Martin Luther King? <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, do the whole the whole picture, the heads, the arms, the embrace. I guess they were trying to be um, uh, avant-garde or do something. I don't know. But it's just the arms. And it li- literally looks like a hand holding up a phallic symbol. Hi-oh! That's what it looks like. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. So, yeah, listeners need to go on and check that out. When you see it, you're going you're gonna to crack up. Okay, everyone in Uganda and New Guinea, start Googling it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that seems very bizarre. It's, it's like, really you're, bizarre. You want, you want to get a statue of Martin Luther King that's beautiful, but yes. why are you chopping off his head? Are you chopping you know, off his head? It's just no a bunch sense. of arms hugging a headless, a headless body, hugging another headless body. That's so stupid. It makes no sense. And when you see it, you're, you'll be like, oh, wow. That's bad. I'll Google it. <laughs> yes. You're going to crack up. So that's how we that's how we uh, see fit to honor Martin Luther King in this country, apparently chopping off his head. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, chopping off his head. And then everyone else goes skiing. My brother's skiing for the weekend. That's what they do every Martin Luther King weekend because the kids get off from school. That's so white of him. I know, isn't it? White privilege. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And on a Martin Luther King Day, we're going to go skiing with a bunch of white people. Exactly. In Vermont in the cold. You know, snow is very racist because snow is always white. Why is yes. snow always white? Why can't snow be black? <laughs> well, here on Martin Luther King Day in this country, you're supposed to go out and do a day of service. So you're supposed to, you know, That's help correct. clean a park, take food to the needy, um, go to a soup kitchen, help out the elderly, do something of service. So That's right. And, and what's most your brother doing? Skiing. skiing. And, and, and your brother's skiing. Yeah. With about what 40 a, other, a group of 40 other white people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Here. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, um, but guess what else is racist? What? My gas stove. <laughs> oh, I heard. So it says here on CNN, Biden, mm-hmm. Joe Biden is not in favor of banning on gas stoves, the White House says. Apparently, this has been big news all over the world that in America, they're going to ban gas stoves. <laughs> Does that mean you have to get rid of the one you have or you just can't buy new ones you or have both? To, I, I have the gas uh, police knocking on my door Me soon. Me too. It says, here, it says here the White House on Wednesday asserted that Joe Biden does not support a ban on gas stoves. So basically <laughs> uh, there was a report coming from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner. His name is Richard uh, Trumpka. OK, and he says here, says here. That the appliance has a hidden hazard and says that any option is on the table in relations to regulating them. Products that can't be made safe can be banned. This is coming from the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commissioner, which is which is designated by the president of the United States. So 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 that's why they're blaming Joe Biden. And it says here pollutants from gas stoves have been linked to asthma and worsening respiratory conditions. And they did some report and it says 13 percent of. Current childhood asthma in the U.S. is attributable to gas stoves. But here's the best part. This is where it gets racist. So it says here, uh, gas stoves, it says, uh, and the people who are affected most are black and Latinos (laughs) and low-income households are more likely to be affected by these reactions because they're more likely to live near a waste incinerator. (laughs) Oh, boy. We got to circle back to this. And a coal ash site. Oh, boy. <laughs> Do you believe that? Unbelievable. 
Has the news got you down? Not with this funny guy. You're listening to Lighten Up with Steve Miller. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to our last and final segment here on Israel News Talk Radio. My name is Steve Miller with Royal Mosini, and I'm sorry, everybody. I went way over. I couldn't see that my producer was saying, wrap it up. We're Oh, we're done. We're done. So, uh, and of course, my co-host, let me keep going. Thanks, Roya. <laughs> I said we'll circle back to this right. article. Well, I don't know what circle back means. You have to interrupt <laughs> me when I'm talking and say, Stephen, we got to go to a break. <laughs> okay. I did too corporate of a comment. Circle yeah, back. That, yeah, circle back. Now, That's like, I, have... I hate that. <laughs> All right. So we, I got to finish up. I got to finish up. Right. So apparently gas stoves now are racist uh, because apparently uh, it affects blacks and Latinos because they live in uh, areas. uh, They live near waste incinerators or coal ash sites. (laughs) So is that where gas stoves get their gas from? Like how does that know. relate to a gas stove? It's just an excuse. Like they make it's it up. A, it's just an excuse to say everything, everything, racist. everything's racist and everything kills black and poor people. And, you gotta love uh, the lefties. And and, yeah. and whitey is bad. <laughs> it says uh, so. And if you're poor, and if you're poor, you must live in a home with poor ventilation. So right. uh, that's another reason. Well, that's not racist at all. So if yeah, you're uh, if you're if you're of color, you must be poor and you must live in a bad uh, house. Yeah, and you must live near a uh, coal and ash site or waste. You must live near a dump. <laughs> That's basically what CNN is saying. And then it says here, a White House spokesperson told CNN on Wednesday that president does not support the banned gas stoves and the Consumer Protection Safety Commission, which is independent, which is independent, is not banning gas stoves. So basically... Joe Biden wants to kill black people. <laughs> well, we already I already assumed that because everything <laughs> they do seems seems opposite of something that would help people of color. But that's a whole other story. Well, listen, I have a gas stove and I'm proud to say that I'm not contributing to this problem because I don't really cook. So I'm good. I'm not contributing to this racism. I can, I can vouch to, for that. You, you door dash everything. <laughs> I order in. That's right. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well. Oh so, yeah. So 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 right now in America, they're 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 having the uh, the gas police will be yep. uh, knocking on my door, and apparently all your gas stoves, everybody is racist. Well, they have to control us somehow. So I'm glad you brought up this story because I didn't know what was going on with that. I did see on social media a lot of people, um, you know, doing funny memes about their gas stoves. And now I know what it's about. So thank you for bringing that story to light. Hey, you're welcome. Well, this is what we do here at Lighten Up. We bring the uh, stupidity to the world. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah. it too. Yeah. Um, I have a, a another great story because since India is listening, this has uh, related to India. Guess what? Some great news in Israel. Mm-hmm. Israelis flock to taste the iconic Slurpee as 7-Eleven opens its first store in Israel. Wow. They've never yeah. had a 7-Eleven? I guess not. Boy, uh, they're missing out. They, they are. It says Best. here that the U.S. convenience store, Mega Chain 7-Eleven, opened its first store in Israel on Wednesday. And it and here's a picture of it. And it says it was a huge line, a long line of customers <laughs> lining outside Tel Aviv to make their first purchase purchase ever. Wow. Look at that. Now, 
Yeah, and I, now here in 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 America, Seven Elevens are all owned by Indians. Uh, yes, from one hundred percent. You have Slurping. to be Indians to own one. How big do you want your Slurpee? So now <laughs> I was wondering if in Israel, if they're all Indians too. Hello, Jews. What kind of Slurpee would you like? A kosher Slurpee? <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if they are. It says here. Uh, they're planning on additional eight stores are expected to open throughout Tel Aviv by the end of 2023, and a further 30 are slated to operate across the country by 2024, which is great. That's great. They're planning to sell a lot of Slurpees. That's right. So here, you want to know the prices of their Slurpee? Yes. It says here, a small size cost uh, 10 shekels, which is about $3. A little Uh, pricey. Is that pricey? How much? Is that pricey? I have no idea. It says, while a large is 15 shekels, which is about $4.40. Well, it's just like ice and um, food dye. I know. That's all it is. And it says a coffee is going to cost nine shekels, which is $2.60. Is that well, about right? not bad. Eh, okay. That's, that's not too bad. But that's a small? I don't know. It just says coffee. Oh, a coffee. Uh, what size? It doesn't say. Um I would like to tell you, though, it, it, do not, to, to all my uh, uh, Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel, when you go to your 7-Eleven now, do not get a 7-Eleven hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you, will, you, will, you will remain, you will, you will be in a bathroom for days. <laughs> and it's probably not kosher either. You know what it is? It's that guy from his backyard in the compost pile. <laughs> they scrape up some of his remains. That's what that's what's basically in a hot dog. Yes, Seven uh, Eleven hot dogs are made from uh, compost with dead bodies from uh, <laughs> lefties in upstate New York who want to who want to decompose with carrots and uh, alfalfa sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a healthy hot dog. There's alfalfa sprouts in it as well. Thank hey. you, lefties. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, listen, uh, get your uh, get your kosher hot dog at 7-Eleven along with a little taste of uh, Yankel. <laughs> he passed away five years ago, but you can remember him forever. We bring New York City to you. New York, New York State comes to you in the form of uh, what was his name? The guy who wanted to Yankel. do this? Yankel. Oh, that was his name. Yankel. Um, it says here. So the hot dogs are going to cost about 14 uh, shekels. And, which is about four dollars and thirty cents. Anyway, so there it is. Uh, India invading Israel invading. with Seven Eleven. Hello, Jews. Welcome. <laughs> Come on in and try my Slurpee. What kind of Slurpee would you like? Oh, look at this nice Hasidic Jew. Oh, here it's a nice kosher Slurpee. Try it. Well, good luck to them. I hope uh, hope it works out well. It sounds like like the Jewish people are embracing it. They were lined up, ready oh, yeah, to. There's Case. a picture here. There's literally hundreds and hundreds of people. It's wow. unbelievable. Something new. They're excited. I guess. It's 7-11. It is convenient. You got to love a good 7-Eleven. That's right. It's 7-Eleven. Eating a 7-Eleven hot dog is only good when you're really drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then you really regret it the next day. Right. Along with everything else you did that night. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All the shots and whatever you drank. Drop. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Um, what else do you right. have for us? Oh, well, here I got a quick story, a quick here thing. So uh, uh, in the past shows, I've done things like dating sites, like dating a leftist. <laughs> and I have a friend who posts all these, uh, uh, you know, dating apps on his oh. Facebook page. And it's like uh, profiles of liberal women. Oh, I love women. this. You always send these to me. I love this. This is like That's the right. highlight of my day when you send these. Right. So I found this. Uh, he, he sent this one and I want to share it with everybody. It's real quick. Uh, her name is Shelby. Uh, here, so here's another segment on lighten up of dating a 
liberal. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. It says you can date Shelby. She's 42 years old. And it says my face is blurred out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Right there is a warning sign. This is on our profile. You can't see your face. It's blurred out because I am in an open marriage. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not that open if you're blurring your face. Right. It says, and not everyone is understanding of that. It says, I'm looking for a chance to get away from being the wife, the mom that I am every day. Being on Tinder is no secret to my husband. But here, here's, here's the kicker. It <laughs> says here's, and it's an asterisk, important. Please be vaccinated and please mask. <laughs> <laughs> How romantic. Yeah, is that great? They're lining up around the block to date her. Uh, yeah. So wear a uh, mask. If you want to go on a date or have any type of relations, you must wear a mask as you're kissing her. <laughs> <laughs> and bring your medical records. That's your right. Immunization uh, records. Yeah. She, she says, sounds... I want a, I want a friend with benefits. <laughs> sounds like a blast. She sounds like a ball of, uh, of, of joy. Yeah. So, yes. uh, have you ever been on dating apps, Roya? You're um, single. You're I... a single crazy Iranian girl. <laughs> I once, once I did a dating app. Um, oh gosh, probably like five, six years ago. Yeah. I went on one date. Really? Yeah. That's not, I don't, that's not for me. But I think people have a lot of success on those apps. Well, I tell or you. They, or they get their bodies chopped up and put in the backyard in the compost pile. <laughs> <laughs> it could go one of two ways. That's right. <laughs> well, this woman, her face is blurred out. So. That's great, too. I love that. Yeah. So you uh, don't know what you're getting. And then you're gonna, she's going to be wearing a mask the whole time anyway. So you'll never know what she looks like. That's true. You're right. Um <laughs> Here's it now, Roya. You love to travel, don't you? I do. I love to travel. I know you. You are always constantly traveling and going everywhere. So here, I have. Uh, and oh my God, this is another story with India. Oh, <laughs> India. So not only are they supplying uh, Jews in Israel with Seven Eleven Slurpees, but here in India, what's the strangest town you've ever been to? Like the strangest name? Oh gosh. Um, like, you know. You see this community, and it's got like a bizarre name. Bizarre name. You're putting me on the spot. I know there's many. Oh yeah. I mean, if you it's... don't remember, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's a town in India which I found, which is uh, I don't know how to feel about this, but this mm. is in um, in India. The name of the town is called Jew Town. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Is it spelled like Jew? -E -W? Yeah. Jew. It says here, and I, I so I Wikipedia it, and I want to share it with. And so all of our, our, if you're from India, if you call in, let me know if you live in Jewtown. Yes. Um, it says here, historic Jewtown, the heart of the once thriving uh, Jewish community. So apparently there were Jewish. Oh, Indian. there. So they purposely named it Jewtown after the Jewish people who were living there. Yeah. It says oh. here is known for its old world charm and 16th century. Uh, Paradesi Synagogue, quaint shops around Synagogue Lane. <laughs> synagogue Lane. <laughs> They're uh, really creative in that in that town. It says uh, quaint, quaint shops uh, around Synagogue Lane and Jewtown Road. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> hey, if so you want creative, 
with their namings. I don't know if I should be offended or not. It's like, hey, you want to go shopping? Yeah, uh, where, where can I find this uh, store? I want to find this certain dress. Oh, listen, you want to find that? Then go to uh, go to a synagogue. It's on the corner of Synagogue Lane and Jewtown Road. Right there. You can't miss it. <laughs> it sounds like a lovely place. It really Maybe is. we'll it's visit. That- if you can find antiques there, carvings uh-huh. and vintage collectibles, along with crafts, aromic nice. spices, and, um, and and some heritage buildings. Uh, anyway, so this, I guess, along, I guess, 16th century, I guess Jews uh, lived there. And mm-hmm. I don't know if any Jews live there now. But so uh, they, they were so enthralled by the Jewish people that the Indians named the town after it called Jewtown. Jewtown. And they named streets called uh, Jewtown Road. <laughs> I live on I live on uh, 658 Jewtown Road. You can't miss it. Uh, I'd love to see a map of that town and see what the other uh, streets are named. Yeah, well, you can go on Google and just put in yes. Jewtown. Uh, anyway, and so I was thinking they should come up with some better names. Like I thought maybe uh, I wonder they should rename it to like Yidville. <laughs> <laughs> That's like creative. Yid- or like, how about Jewish Village? Isn't that yeah, a little nicer that's than so Ju- much nicer? Jewtown, Jewish Village. I live it's in Jewish so Village. Harsh. Yeah, it really it's so is harsh. Forceful. It really so is in your face. Yeah. yeah. Jewish. Um, and then I thought maybe uh, here's a little one, Kike County. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to know what county it's in. I'm just kidding. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, so. Anyone for all you people want to go to India, please visit Jewtown, and you can go shopping uh, in uh, Jewtown Road. <laughs> Let us know. Let us know what you buy. Let us know what it's like there. That's right. I'm sure you can buy menorahs and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I have a little quick funny story about travel. I go saw ahead, this. Sure. I saw this. Have you ever lost your suitcase? Um, that you you know that you checked in a suitcase on a flight and you lost they lost it. Lost your luggage. Uh, uh, thank God, no. I, that's yeah. never happened to me. It happened to me once, and it's just really a, such a bummer, especially on the way to your vacation, especially yes. if it's a short vacation. I once had like a four-day trip to Bermuda, and they lost my luggage, and I got it back on the last day. It's just such a bummer. So this uh, this headline. Wait, you got kinda, it back on the last day? Yeah, just the last day when I was it. leaving. Right, just in time for you, for them to lose it again on the flight home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so after that, I stopped checking my luggage. I cram everything into the smallest carry-on I can possibly fit everything in, and I take it on the plane with me. So because it's such a bummer. I remember getting my suitcase back, and I was like hugging my clothes. I was so happy to see everything. So uh, so this this kind of made me chuckle. Suitcase lost by airline. Turns up four years later after a detour in Honduras, this poor oh. woman <laughs> lost her luggage. And four years later, a United Airlines flight from Chicago, they reunited her bag with her four years later. It, apparently, it took a big detour through Central America and somehow got back to her four years later. You know, her, her luggage is probably now an illegal immigrant if it came from Honduras. <laughs> yes. I, wonder if, I wonder if it was used for the cartels for smuggling drugs. <laughs> probably. They probably took the clothes out, smuggled a bunch of drugs, and then sent it back. Apparently, her clothing, everything was still in it. It was slightly <laughs> damaged. She said the bag was slightly damaged and worn, but, his, but the contents, contents were intact. It was traveling around Central America for four yeah. years. I mean, yeah. and no one opened it. No one was no. like, hey, listen, this luggage has been sitting in the airport for four years. Maybe we should open it. Isn't that bizarre? It was just it was just traveling around from place to place. So apparently it got it got to see a lot of Central America. Four years is a long time. 
to just travel, travel, travel. How did they finally find her and get it back to her? I don't know. Did I guess. Say? Well, it says that um, they blame the um, the loss of the baggage on improper scanning when she um, checked in for her flight. They didn't scan the ticket properly. So then it just it just continued on and on and on and on for four years. I can't believe no one stole it. I would have totally stolen it, especially, <laughs> especially in Central America. They need clothes down there. Right. Well, that's the, the funniest part is that it came back to her four years later. If it just was lost, it was lost. But it actually four years later made it back to her intact wow. and slightly worn. Yeah. That What a great story. Yeah, right. So you never know. You could lose something and get it back four years later. I saw another story that was funny. Um, TSA uh, during their X-ray, you know, TSA X-ray finds a boa constrictor in a carry-on bag at Florida Airport. Oh my so this, God! Yeah, a four-foot boa. So uh, TSA, which is our Transportation Security Administration here in the United States, they uh, the agents found uh, an image on their X-ray of a four-foot boa constrictor. <clears throat> Wow! To, this guy was trying to get it through uh, security. That's insane, isn't it? That What's is. wrong with people? Only yeah. in Florida. <laughs> oh, that was a Florida story. Yes, Florida man. This happened in Florida. Oh, and then okay. he said he said it was his um, uh, animal support dog or animal support, uh, you know, for for emotional support. Like people have dogs. <laughs> a, a snake. Yeah, a snake. snake. A four foot snake. Okay. <laughs> people are crazy. That are crazy. We're here. So uh, last week uh, we talked about, um, you know, some conversational starters. Remember? Oh, yes. Okay. So here I found something. This is from the New York Post. The top six relationship red flags to look out for. Oh, I love these. And cheating isn't one. Mm. Um, I love these. Red flags. Yeah, red flags. I want to find it. There's so many ads that pop up on this. It's hard to... uh, it's hard to uh, uh, find the exact six. It says uh, the researchers based at the University of Liverpool in the UK investigated the dissolution of romantic relationships and friendships, taking a deep dive. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> he, oh, here are the telltale signs people should be wary of when seeking a healthy, committed relationship. Okay, so this um, is good for a single person like me who's going, might be going out to meet someone. And that's right. Get into a relationship. So I need to know this. Okay, so it says they concluded that six traits that were considered the most jarring warning signs for a doomed love match. Uh, <laughs> they were being apathetic. That's one. Apathetic, okay. Gross. Being gross. Being gross? <laughs> like what? Like eating like bad manners? Chewing with your being, mouth open? Yeah, being gross. Being unmotivated. <laughs> oh. uh, being promiscuous. Bring, being clingy. And, and and addicted. Uh, it says well, here, those seem really obvious, don't they? <laughs> it says meaning someone who has had an alcohol or substance abuse problem. It, it's, uh, oh boy! It says, so you immediately cross them off the list if they yeah. have a, if they're an alcoholic. So an alcoholic has no chance of getting into a relationship ever again. Well, not with you, Roya. <laughs> not, Actually, not now. Not now that I know this. It says here, when it came to long-term relationships, being apathetic, inattentive, uncaring, untrusting, and dismissive of interest was considered the biggest red flag for both men and women. So, of course, if you're uncaring and untrusting, why would you think that relationship's going to work? What the heck? We need this article to, to point that out. That's right. I mean, uh, really. 
In second place, being gross. Now, what does this mean? Having poor hygiene, being unattractive, and smelling bad. <laughs> you mean oh. you don't like when someone smells like an Italian hoagie? <laughs> I love it. Onions and garlic. It's my favorite <laughs> cologne. Uh, it says being clinging ranked third, which was seen by participants as covering, controlling behavior and being too jealous. All right. That's mm. fine. OK. Um, but some people might like that. I feel like some people like like when the partner is jealous. Oh, God. It's like clinger stage yeah. five. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, care for that at all. No, I know you don't. Uh, you don't even return my whatever. <laughs> uh, it says um, other major red flags in long term relations include a sort of addiction. Uh, mm. Lack of motivation, ambition, financial prospects, and lastly, being promiscuous, obviously. Yes. Um, the rankings were slightly different for men and women in short-term relationships, with being gross sitting in first place. So so not uh, being addicted to drugs, uh, not being uh, promiscuous, but the number one thing which will kill your relationship is if you're gross. If you're gross. Well, just that's easy to fix. Just take a shower. I know. But hey, you know what? If you have a drug problem, if you're lazy, if you can't find a job and you cheat on me, that's fine, that's babe. Fine. As long as you smell good. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. these articles. Where do they come up with this stuff? Yeah. Uh, oh, what time is it? Um, time for you wow. to go back. It's time for you to go back to your closet and cry again. <laughs> it's time for my fears for tears. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, one minute left. Uh, Roya, so anyway, what, do you have anything to add? Thank you. So I hope you're feeling better. Thank you very much oh. for uh, for getting on the show, even though you got into a car accident. Do you feel yes. better? I do. You know, it's always good to laugh. Laughter is the best therapy. So That's right. Right? And, and, that's all you can do is um, just... So I, I want to thank all the countries that are listening, especially Uganda and India. And thank you, India, for bringing 7-Eleven to Israel for the Jewish people. <laughs> and now we can drink a Jewish Slurpee. I love it. <laughs> I wonder what flavors they have. Like, do they have special flavors for the people in Israel? I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> but anyway, uh, 30 and, seconds left and I'm running out of things to say, babe. Well, make sure, make sure you look up the... Um, Martin Luther King bronze statue in um, Boston, okay, Massachusetts. I, I, I promise you won't be disappointed. All right. Listen, if you guys, if anyone wants to email us, e email uh, Roya or I at info at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and we'll get it. You can compliment us. You can insult us. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. I love you. Shavua Tov. Thank you, Roya. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at israelnewstalkradio.com. 
Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dots, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dots from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.